What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And without further ado, 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 here he is, the well-known traveler, and he is just back from flying in from England, and as the old story goes, up at the burlesque stages, boy, his arm's tired, here's Dr. History. You're right. It was a long flight, but what a great experience to go over there. To uh, We went into London and did some uh, uh, visiting, and one thing or another, out of London, then we got on a ship and went around Ireland, Scotland, and really? Normandy, France, oh my. and then back to Southampton. Woo, you, that's quite a trip. It was. Yeah. Uh, we visited the uh, what they say is the oldest living human habitation. on the. It was on the Orkney Islands, which is north of Scotland. Orkney. Orkney, which they uh, claim is 5,000 years old. Oh, my goodness. And we saw these dugouts in the ground with rock and, and rock walls. What do rock. they call those things? Uh, they just had a feature on television on that this morning. What are those called? With the rocks buried in the ground? Uh, are you talking about uh, Stonehenge? Yeah. Okay, that's... What's the meaning of this? You know, they've come up with all kinds of ideas and they really don't know. I see. But they think... they, they go back, Somebody was really bored. They go back to the, what they call the Druids. Yeah. And some type of a religious ceremony, they think, but... Uh, nobody knows, but this other one that I mentioned is actually older than Stonehenge. Really? Yeah. But uh, two uh, two of the uh, things that stuck out in my mind is uh, I did get to go to St. Andrews and walk on the old course, the old uh, the old golf, golf course. course. Oh yeah, where Tiger has set his foot. <laughs> yes, and uh, you know, after all these years of being a somewhat of a golfer. It was just kind of fun to be there. And Is it as hard a course to play by looking at it as you see on television? It looks to me like it's just chock full of hazards. It is, but you know, as we looked at that, there were no trees. It was all just these rolling hills. Yeah, but they hills. dig twenty foot holes out there. That's true. Don't get in the holes. <laughs> no, how do they ever get out of those? Uh, some not very well. Yeah, I see that. But it, it was neat to see that. But Normandy. Uh, to go actually to Utah Beach and Omaha Beach and uh, to the cemetery there where all, all these soldiers are buried mm. um, and to read about that, uh, you know, for you and I and anybody that's never been in that, I don't think we can really, really appreciate it all yeah. what that was like. And maybe some of our listeners actually were there or or had family there. What sure. do they have on the beaches themselves, like Omaha Beach and that? I mean, as far as uh, uh, some kind of a shrine or... There are museums and I there see. are shrines. There are uh, th- uh, things that have their names inscribed on them. I see. 
to me, they've done a real good job of, of uh, memorializing that area. But it's not done in a tacky way. No, it's very well done. I see. But, uh, like I say, to be there, there's a pretty somber You don't feeling. mind if I mention that prior to the program this morning, you mentioned during the news that it gives you the same feeling, if you will, of emotions like it did uh, when I toured the Custer Battlefield. Yeah. Yeah, just really? a, a different atmosphere, but similar. Okay. But uh, the thousands of men that went down that drowned, that never yeah. even, uh, you know, didn't even get to shore. Yeah. And uh, anyway. Let me ask you experience. one quick question on a lighter note. Okay. How is the food in England? I've heard more people tell me, don't eat, it's rotten. <laughs> you know what? Uh, if you can get a scone with uh, honey and butter on it, ooh, that's good stuff. Really? Now, haggis? Uh, I don't Haggis think, is a... The name doesn't sound No, good. it doesn't. But it's a kind of a ground-up mixture of whatever else is in the cow. <laughs> and then they cook it in the cow's belly. Goober, I'll just have <laughs> broccoli for lunch. So, but we did buy some. We had to try it. You did. And well, How's it served? It's just kind of in a... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of like a big chunk of this haggis and you hook you hook sure it. are bad at writing <laughs> up a restaurant menu you know that but they make it with different things and what we had actually had beef in it and uh, like pulled pork oh. and it was actually pretty good you enjoyed it well i ate some of it i ate a little bit of it not much though huh? <laughs> not a lot okay what are we going to talk about today well all right uh you know as you think about the things that help settle the old west uh there's a uh, a couple of people that really, really set the stage for the Oregon Trail headed to Oregon and one thing or another. But anyway, uh, when a delegation of Nez Perce appeared in St. Louis in 1831, asking that someone be sent to teach them the great medicine of the white man's book. In other words, the Bible. Right. They'd heard about that. So, But they probably didn't distinguish between Anglicans, uh, the Catholics, which they referred to as black robes. Um, they didn't know what religion. They just wanted somebody to come and preach to them. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Protestants actually were the ones that responded first. Um, and now there was also a Methodist by the name of Jason Lee and with several companions started west in 1834. And he actually actually reached the Lewamette Valley up in Oregon. I see. And he liked it so well, he set up a mission there, and but not among the Nez Perce, but it, it was among the Chinook Indians because that's where they were. The Nez right. Perce were a little farther east. Right. But anyway, the next year, Samuel Parker, a Congregationalist accompanied by the Presbyterian physician, and you'll know this guy, Marcus Whitman. Oh, yeah, good old Marcus. Marcus Whitman. Yeah. And they went out to the Trapper's Rendezvous uh, with the American Fur Company caravan, and they had a memorable introduction, introduction to wilderness, wilderness life. What would you do, lose your voice over in England? <laughs> my, my tongue is Introduction, <laughs> yeah. I've done that. Hang in there with me. Okay. Oh, anyway, so they were out there, and they saw uh, a rendezvous. And, uh, you know, there were about 200 people present, along with hundreds of Indians and a Scottish sportsman that was on a safari. Uh, but anyway, Whitman and Parker witnessed some uh, carousing, and they saw Kit Carson uh, kill a kind of a bullying guy that... Uh, uh, in a duel, uh, they preached to those sober enough to listen when they were sober enough to oh. listen. And they found the Nez Perce and the Flatheads that they were pretty eager. They were kind of excited for some instruction. So Whitman uh, took on a lively surgical practice. Uh, also, he removed from, Brent, Brent, <laughs> from you know, Jim. I say <laughs> nothing. I better have a drink. 
That's water, by the way, folks. Yeah. It's water. Okay, so he removed from Jim Bridger's back <laughs> a three-inch iron arrowhead Holy that God. he had carried in his back for three years. Whoa. And uh, I remember reading the story about how he got shot, and yeah. they, they didn't get the uh, arrow out. But anyway, so... They were sure now that a Nez Perce mission was wanted, and so Whitman returned east, taking with him two Indian boys to be educated and to assist him in raising funds. Now, Parker, on the other hand, he went on to the Pacific and finally returned home by ship. Now, Marcus Whitman, he didn't write a book, and his wife, Narcissa, left only her journal and some letters, uh, but the two had uh, an even greater influence on the future of their, and their adventures became one of the great tragic stories of our history uh-huh. and, and i'll get to what that tragic let me do a quick commercial because we're midway be through the program yep. don't forget for everything you need carpet to lumber to of course shingles to great western windows tartar gates farm and ranch panels all of this and more at minicasha sales 1321 east main street in burley number to call 878-2091 right across from the airport old zack attack and the rest of the crew serving you at Minicasha Sales. And now, here's Dr. History. Back to Narcissa. Yeah, good old Narcissa. Narcissa Prentice was her name. Yeah. And at age 26, she was this auburn-haired, beautiful, deeply religious, and passionate to be a missionary, young lady, uh-huh. not married at right, that time. Right. Well, the American Board of Foreign Missions had already rejected her idea to go out to the Nez Perce Indians. And, you know, they're thinking, why, why would we send a, an unmarried woman out among the Indians? So, anyway, when Marcus Whitman, he heard about her interest from uh, his friend Parker, he paid her a call. He promptly fell in love and proposed, and she agreed to marry him only if he would take her west. Uh-huh. Now... My thoughts are, I wonder if when she got out there, she might have said, what was I thinking? Yeah, really. You know, but Everything's gone. Yeah. So anyway, the mission board's approval hinged on finding a second couple to go along. Well, the only pair available was a guy by the name of Henry Harmon Spaulding. And uh-huh. you, you've heard that name. Yes, I have. And his wife, Eliza. Well, Spaulding was kind of a knothead. I mean, he was moody. He was difficult. Uh and uh, kind of a triangle here. He had himself attempted to win Narcissa uh, for his own, but she scorned him, so to speak. And they were going to go out west together? Yeah. So, anyway, so he turned to this shy lady by the name of Eliza Hart. Ah, uh, yes. So, Good old Eliza. Eliza. So yeah. they got married. So, anyway, through four exhausting months on the trail, the Whitman shared their honeymoon not only with the Narcissus' rejected suitor and his frail wife, but also with a handyman missionary named William Gray, who in later years wrote kind of a distorted history of Oregon. So there's five of them on the trail. Five of them going, yeah. All by themselves. Yeah. What year? Uh, this would have been 1834, I believe. The Indians didn't get them? N- not yet. Oh. <laughs> I shouldn't have said yet. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Narcissa and Eliza were the first white women to cross the continent. And the first uh, many of the mountain men had ever seen in years. And the first the Indians had ever seen. Wait a minute. The first white women the mountain men had seen? For a long time. That doesn't bode well either. <laughs> but the first the Indians had ever seen. Uh-huh. So, in fact, once the missionary party caught up with a fur trading caravan that had refused to wait for them. They figured they'd just slow them down. So they took off, but the Whitman and, and Spaulding caught up with them. Holy so, cow. Well, anyway, Narcissa was eager. She was interested. Uh, the Indians crowded to stare and look at her clothes. And at the mountain men's rendezvous, the Indian wives stood in line uh, to plant wet kisses on them. 
What? To plant wet kisses on them. I'm assuming on the cheek. Yeah, well, uh, don't assume everything. You know what happens when you assume. I know. Anyway, this was kind of a sensation, but it was kind of an omen, too. Did they do that to you over in England? Did no, they plant no. wet kisses oh, all no. over you? No. In fact, if we had time, I'll tell you a joke about oh, okay. that. But anyway. But anyway, Marcus Quitman's wagon was uh, not real great. The fur, the fur caravans had used wagons and cars ever since 1830, but most wheels uh, stopped at Fort Laramie. Well, Whitman wanted to take the set the whole way. He wanted that wagon to make it all the way to Oregon. And Narcissa wrote uh, in her journal somewhere near the Bear River that her husband, who and she puts it this way, was not as fleshy as his had been. In other words, I'm thinking he's kind of a skinny runt by this time. Oh, yeah. So, Oh, he was a kind of a corpusly guy? Yeah, yeah. So, so here we are. It's 1836. There was no semblance of a wagon road between Fort Laramie and West. So oh, every creek crossing was an ordeal. They had to unload, disassemble, ford the creek, reload. And in the dry air, the wagon wheels would shrink and the iron tires would fall off. And that's, Holy cow. And that's why sometimes, uh, if they were crossing a small creek, they would stop the wagons in the creek and, and try to let the, the wagon wheels expand. Why didn't they call Les Schwab's? They'd have been there. They'd have been there right there. I yeah. know. They're good. But uh, anyway, uh, he broke an axle, and Narcissa rejoiced. She thought, well, we're going to have to get rid of the vehicle. But Now, what are they pulling these with, horses or oxen or themselves? Uh it doesn't say which ones they were using. Oh. So I'm going to bet oxen just okay. because they were the toughest. But oh. anyway, so anyway, he made uh, his wagon now is into a two-wheeled cart. Mm. We're down to a half a wagon. Yeah, half a wagon. Yeah, which he took clear to Fort Boise. And only there did the Hudson Bay Company finally persuade him to leave it behind. And okay. they walked, right? Yeah. yeah. So by that time, even Narcissa's spirit had been kind of exhausted. I mean, you imagine the dust, the heat, oh. the sagebrush, uh, which she hated. Couldn't and, wash her hair. And now she's pregnant. And the, oh, really? And the difficult association with the Spaldings. Like I say, there was a, a friction between those two couples. Well, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, relations between the men of God kind of broke down, and in the Blue Mountains, they seized on an excuse to part company. I see. And uh, they arrived separately at Fort Walla Walla. Mm-hmm. Now, they set out to build their mission. They built two, so they would not have to work together. Uh, the Spaulings went to the Nez Perce at Lapway on the Clearwater near up by Lewiston. You know where that is. Yep. And the Whitmans went on to, and I don't know if I can say this right, uh, Wallet, Wallatapu. Oh, on okay. The Walla, on Good the Walla. old Wallatapu. Yeah, among the Cayuses. Yeah. yeah. Wallatapu at the Cayuses. <laughs> okay, so now the door was open to Oregon. It was, uh, so now we are here, summer of 1838. There were more missionaries coming out. Uh, there's a gal named Mary Walker wrote in her journal, We have a strange company of missionaries, scarcely one who is not intolerable on some account. And of really? Course, well, you know, you travel that many miles with the same group, you know. Yeah. You might run out of things to talk about. My goodness. <laughs> so, uh, now, okay, now we're in 1842. Yeah, when we jumped ahead a few years. We jumped years. ahead when the mission board ordered the closing of all but one of 
the Oregon missions. Now, Marcus Whitman made a heroic winter trip east and persuaded the board to reverse his decision. Now, he's married to Narcissa. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, preparing to return to Oregon in May of 1843, he found gathered on the banks of the Kansas River nearly a 1,000 people, including more than 100 people, great assortment of wagons, 5,000 cattle, ready for this trail that he had basically blazed. Now, did he take Narcissa with him? No, she was back in Oregon. That doesn't so, bode well. No. But he also found a Lieutenant Fremont who had traveled as far as South Pass the year before, and he had a big party of people ready to head to the Columbia. Hmm. So, anyway, so uh, Whitman acted as a guide and advisor to this, gr- what we call the Great Migration of 1843. Right. And he would urge them on, and he would say, come on, we got to get going, just, uh, you know, you can make it type thing. And yeah. Anyway, four more companies, totally 1,500 immigrants, came in 1844, and nearly twice that number in 1845. And they didn't like each other. Well, with that big a group, you were probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, probably, okay. Uh, you know. But then in 1846, the Mexican War kind of slowed down travel on the trail. But yeah. And where's Narcissa? She's still back there. Oh. So, anyway, Oregon was won, and Marcus Whitman had more to do with winning it than any other because he demonstrated the feasibility of taking wheels across the continent. Really? So, uh, yet... The, the fate that had already brought tragedy to him and Narcissa, their daughter, the first all-white child born in Oregon, had drowned at the oh. age of two. But anyway, in payment for their devoted services, the Indians, uh, to the Indians, the Whitmans blamed them for the white man's diseases that broke out among the, among the Indians. Oh, boy. So on November 29, 1847, they and 11 others were killed. Oh, the Whitman's got killed? Yes. By the Indians? Yes. Uh-oh. And uh, this poor, sweet, brave uh, Narcissa was found shot. And yeah. just, uh, you know, it was just kind of a sad ending to somebody that really wanted to spread the, the word of the Bible. What happened to the other part of the party that started with them and then they branched off? Well, the Spaldings, you know, I didn't get into that. Yeah. Uh, but I think they were okay. I'm, I'm trying to remember if they... Uh, I mean, for some reason, it seems like something happened to them as well. He was kind of a bad guy, really. Yeah, Spalding. Yeah, yeah. He he must have been a little bit ornery to get get along with. I'm just guessing. Yeah, just from what I've gathered. Okay. But anyway, so that's the story of Marcus and Narcissa. Narcissa, do you ever notice? Now I know that you did your homework on the plane ride over to England, <laughs> as to how the Indian tribes got their names. Remember that question, I, that burning know, I, question. I keep hoping you're going to forget that. Not at all. <laughs> and also, did you ever do a study on old names in the Old West? Now, how many kids today, honestly, do you know that are named? Narcissa. <laughs> well, not very many. But, you know, it's interesting. I noticed that a lot of people now are looking back at their ancestors yeah. and naming either middle names or sometimes even first names after a great-grandmother. But, you know, think of some of the names that you don't hear anymore. Oscar. Yeah. You never hear that. Oliver. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. What other ones? Uh, well, the women's, you know, well, I don't know. Narcissa. Narcissa. Yeah. yeah. And Eliza. Now, wouldn't you hate to have a name, Narcissa, because a derivative of narciss- narcissistic? Narcissism. Yeah. You know, and she was just the opposite. Just, yeah. I think she had to be a pretty brave, understanding, and she had to be tough. Yeah. I mean, with all the trouble they had going across, like I say, they'd come to a creek, they'd have to unload all the stuff. Get the wagon across. Sometimes take the wagon apart to get it across. Then put it all back together on the other side of the creek, and then maybe go a mile, and here's another creek. 
And especially when she didn't really like to be there where she was when she didn't want to go in the first place. Did you follow that? Yeah. Yeah. But, but Narc- yeah, she kind of changed her tune yeah. a bit. I mean, she was all gung-ho and excited about heading out west, but... Um but you know the religion did play a big part in the in the West. Yeah. You know you th- think some of the missions down in Weren't California. Weren't the Indians sorry that they killed him afterwards? You know I, I think thought I heard something that they were. The, the, the problem you have in so many cases, like Black Kettle and some of these guys, yeah. uh, they had made peace with the government. Yeah. And they had a they had a treaty. They had this. They had that. And time after time, you had overzealous military people. Yeah. That uh, totally broke all the you know those treaties. Well, I'll so. tell you what, you did it again. Good to have you back. What was the most impressive thing you did over in England? Real quick, I got a minute left. Okay. I'm going to have to say the beaches at Normandy. Oh, because yeah. as I stood looking over that beach and trying to imagine the the thousands of ships, the tanks, the uh, the the paratroopers. Mm. A lot of the paratroopers actually landed, and but the Germans had flooded right. a bunch of this area, and so some of them landed in three or four feet of water right. and drowned. Right. So uh, I can't imagine the solemnity. Of the area, it is, and like I said, we can. I've read a lot about it, and you probably have, and yeah. we still cannot really appreciate. Uh, and I tell the you, the price what, of I, freedom is not free. Yeah, and so when I, like you, have this patriotic blood going through our veins, that when I see people badmouth the American country, and yeah, including and, our own president. Yes, yeah. Let's let's stop and think of these Amen. men that died. It is good to have you. <clears throat> Excuse me, back on the program. I missed last Tuesday. I apologize. And uh, we're back in the saddle and raring to go. So, Gary Shoresman and you, excellent jobs. Thank, Thank you Thank you, Zeb. Much. You have a good day. God bless you. Dr. History, brought to you by Minicasha Sales. And he, next week, will have a complete synopsis of Indian tribe names and old names like Narcissa. That are no longer used. Also, just a little reminder, the, the CD that I made, the travel CD of yeah. Cache County, they're still available oh. at the Chamber of Commerce. And if you have relatives you really don't like, you can give, <laughs> give them the CD and, and they'll be gone all day. There you go. <laughs> I love that.